0: So now the only thing I can talk about is how racist the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Ricardo Deek, and I am joined by Orla Magninous. And this is the Recommendation Game, a Film of the Week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen. We watch it separately and then we Skype each other across the ocean. This week's movie was chosen by Orla McNeilis. (laughs) It is The Wailing from 2016. Suspicion leads to hysteria when rural villagers link a series of brutal murders to the arrival of a mysterious stranger.
1: So, Orla, why did you pick The Wailing? It feels like, uh, Well, we never do horror movies, first of all. Um, <laughs> is this is our, uh... I think second, third Korean film? Um this was kind of a good companion piece, not necessarily to Parasite, but definitely to the films of Bong Joon-ho. Because like a lot of Korean films, it has that trope of highlighting the complete incompetence of the Korean police service, Uh, which I find really, really interesting because it permeates like not just cinema and not just certain filmmakers, but also there are like certain TV series and stuff as well. Like it's a real sort of like trope of Korean society. So Memories of murder, which this shares an awful lot of uh of uh DNA with and like even thematically and stuff. But um also Squid Game as well, which we were talking about last week. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but that also I watched um, the
0: first episode last night. Oh, very good. While well, being considerably tipsy.
1: <laughs> so that's how I started it as well. Uh yeah, maybe we can talk about that someday. But uh again, also has a theme of incompetence. Confidence of the Korean police, um, but this director's—I I didn't really know anything about him until I watched this. Um, but he's tackled the topic before in uh, his 2008 film *The Chaser*, which is about a corrupt cop termed pimp chasing a serial killer, uh, which sounds ridiculous. It's actually based on a real case of a of a man who killed a load of um, sex workers, I think, in Korea, but um, and of a case where the perpetrator was able to get away with it. For his crimes, much longer than he should have, mostly through police incompetence, uh, also kind of societal indifference and ingrained misogyny and stuff. Um, but I just I, I wanted to talk about that because I it's it's one of many things that's going on in this film. But uh, I just I find it really fascinating when you compare it to like American like cinema TV. There are outliers to this, but like particularly in serial killer narratives where police are consistently portrayed as heroes mind readers uh <laughs> so i was trying to think, i was like what's a pithy word that's the opposite of propaganda like that's kind of what korean media is but uh yeah i love this film uh me and john watched this a while ago i can't remember how or why we got to it um it was just they heard we put it on <laughs> we we're like what is this bananas this bananas soup of of so many themes and genres um I was Googling it earlier and uh, I saw on the, you know, Google, where Google has like a sort of a poll quote or whatever from the headline of the website. Um, and the quote from a random reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes was very crazy, very Korean, very long, 156 minutes of murder, diabolism, exorcism, and things that go bump by day and night. <laughs> Which I thought was very uh, concise. I do want to push back on one part of that because. It does indeed have a very long runtime, particularly for a horror film I find that like it's like two and a half hours, but just like it's it's not <laughs> it's not a short movie. Uh but I find that this film really rips along. Like it's there's so much being thrown at the screen and being thrown at you when there's so much of like a story being wound all the time and that uh, I never feel bored while watching this film, which I think is important. Like there's nothing dragging at all in this film. Uh, particularly the first time you watch it when you're trying to work out all the kind of like mach- the different machinations and the the different twists and stuff um i think the key to something that combines so much is uh being able to attack each one of the genres of like be it police procedural or horror folk horror zombies fucking exorcisms comedy um and like do them all well, but also be able to blend them together so often within the one scene, which I find really interesting and enjoyable to watch. Um, like I think the scene uh, this really occurred to me when I was watching it on uh, Friday, that uh, the scene when the they've all gotten together to um, find the Japanese man basically, and they're like they're there in the van, and all they end up coming across the paths of the like. Um, how did it describe Possessed Zombie, I guess? Where they run into the, 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 the zombie basically and the they're like the man from the man from the van. Um I really love that scene because it is at times so Sean of the Dead. Like when they're all trying to hit him and it's like perfectly choreographed. Like if you put fucking Don't Stop Me Now under that scene, it would work perfectly. Um, it's so funny, like when he throws the fucking shovel in his face, when he gets the, the rake in his head, like, oh, it's so funny. But it's also, uh, the, the zombie is, is like, so gross and quite menacing and very, like the, the performance of all of the, the people who are... um either zombified or possessed or whatever is so good in this film that it really sells it. It's this mad combination of like hamming it up but also maintaining the seriousness and the threat of, of all the different threats in the film which I find like I just I find that scene is so good the injuries feel really real like when he, when he gets hit in the face and he looks like it looks sore but then he's also like screaming so much that it's also funny it's like the, the scene feels like it's out of their hands like that they are being overcome by this the zombie and um i paralyzed like we have to give a shout out to the makeup and also the art department in this film because like my god the, the, there's like the end very very end of the film the shots of the uh the interior of their house um after all is lost and uh he's kind of lying there dreaming of the the before times and with his daughter and stuff and there's like one wide shot of the kitchen and like the place is destroyed but like in this really perfect way it's like oh my god the art department like the first time you see the guy um when the very very first murder is committed and the guy is sitting outside the house and he's got all the boils on his face and everything and he's like property, like it's it's oh it's so it's so well done um I do also love a horror film where uh, a lot of the actual horror and violence takes place during the day. Um, like there's a mix of it here where there are obviously some scenes at night and stuff and kind of like nighttime interiors or, or very early in the morning and stuff. But a lot of it is just during the day, which I really appreciate because I think if you're able to, it's very like folk horror kind of. So it reminded me a lot of something like um, uh, The Wicker Man or also like Midsummer. I think as well for uh, what's really crucial to this film is um, that it has really great side performances from from everybody. So whether it be kind of random villagers or like everyone is very intriguing, but also very, very funny. So like after the guy, (laughs) the guy gets hit by lightning, that character, oh my God, like he... When he fa- when he first sees the Japanese man and he falls down the hill, it's hilarious. When he gets up by lightning, it's hilarious. And then whenever um, <laughs> it his is it his mother or his wife? I actually can't remember who the woman is in that scene when he's in the hospital bed and she's like what's the point in taking all these health tonics if you're just gonna get hit by lightning (laughs) and then she just goes ah she just like wails it's so funny um but even his performance in the scene when they go to interview him and they're like so skeptical and uh he gets up and he's like i have proof and he goes over to the to the uh the fridge, and you're like, oh my god, what's going to be in the fridge? He opens the fridge, the fridge is empty. And they're like, what? And he's like, I haven't gone hunting since. <laughs> it's like- so funny um but this that character that that woman in that hospital and like because she's she's there for like two seconds it's a tiny scene before they then get distracted by another person who's been possessed and like infected or whatever uh dying it's like so much going on all the time but all those side characters are really well really well uh played very well uh, drawn as well so like um the daughter is really good The the performance of that that child is is quite terrifying i find her very menacing and the relationship between the father and the daughter is like it gives you a lot of obviously memories of the exorcist or whatever but like it's it's, there's something because it's it's her and her parents and like the bond of it being severed as she becomes like drawn into uh the possession or whatever uh, oh yeah the shaman I fucking love the shaman uh, he's, oh my god he's like hefter shaman I love him so much there's one point where he said like his robes and uh, it's a very important shot because you see that he's wearing like similar kind of underwear type thing as the, the Japanese man is so it's kind of like hmm uh, cahoots uh but he puts on just like a football top or something afterwards it's like this perfect plant of like modern and it's like he's so good he's got his like hair and i I, that guy really really good character um because he's able to play the like he's he don't like him at the start even because he just seems like such a prick but you're kind of like well maybe maybe this is the solution but then like ultimately when you kind of see the 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 shifting sands of what's really going on um the only thing i will say uh is i feel like kind of conflicted about the character of the 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 japanese man because i was waiting for some sort of further development or redemption or something of that character beyond just like i'm not sure it earns it's like you know fear of the other sort of xenophobia thing. I was like I was thinking about since I was watching it again and I was like mm. it's like there's so much going on towards the end of the film that you kind of get distracted. You kind of forget about the that character but I was like mm. I'm not sure it's sort of I haven't like had time to really delve into that more and we could definitely talk about that. Um very very beautiful movie uh not just in the settings but it's also very very well shot there's some really really beautiful like there's one shot where he's sitting at the river with his daughter after he's like tried to bribe her into being quiet after she's like seen them in the car it's just just, like so dark but also like the way she just like bangs on the window and she's just like what are you doing because she like knows she can like get presents of like oh my god it's just so twisted um but they're sitting at the river and there's one shot where it's like them at the tree and it's beautiful shot just like oh i love it um i'm very 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 aware that you might have really fucking hated this uh but i really enjoyed re-watching it so much and i laughed even more the second time uh and it was just I I I love this movie. So, uh, without further ado, Ricardo, uh, what did you think of *The Wailing*?
0: James Bond, *No Time to Die*, comes to mind when thinking oh about *The Wailing*.
1: God, but don't tell me that. That's such a silly movie. No,
0: but like, I I did enjoy uh, *No Time to Die*, and I did enjoy did *The I. Wailing*. But okay. at the same time, I have the same issue in a way that is like. <laughs> An action movie has no need of being two hours and forty five minutes long. <laughs> and a horror movie, generally speaking, doesn't need to be two hours and forty minutes long. And I don't think that it is like you said, like the pacing is quite good, but at the same time I don't think it warrants to be as long as it is. I'd probably agree but, with that, yeah. Um like there's a a, a few scenes that are whatchamacallit to you almost redundant that they're telling the same information as the other scene so i think it would be would have been better off to like combine the scenes or combine the messaging at least a bit you know even the the amount of times that they go up the hill to visit the japanese guys like
1: yeah uh, you've kind uh, of built up the menace now they keep going into his house and it's like yeah okay guys that's
0: and part of it as well, it's like the the mystery part of the film. I think that um, going back, like what you mentioned about uh, first viewing of the movie and stuff, I think that there's enough clues throughout the movies that uh, I was catching what was happening, let's say, in the background. But uh, I I would have preferred if uh, it was much more ambiguous, the ending.
1: Mm.
0: Like even... Uh, for example, if it had caught with whenever she, the, the white ghost is talking about the three uh, crows of the rooster. Yeah. And if it had caught just after the second one thing, that you don't know what's happening. Like, is she the uh, good ghost, the bad ghost? And then you have all the evidence to tell you what actually happened in the in the movie, let's say, but there's no definitive answer that the movie gives you, let's say. I think it would have been a more interesting ending in in itself being a more interesting film altogether. I was uh reading up on like David Lynch uh about Twin Peaks I r- just recently finished rewatching season 3 of Twin Peaks, but I think that this has quite a bit of like Twin Peaks in it, like the idea of the comedy and the darkness and yeah. light versus darkness and even like incompetent cops and the mean well and all those things you know lynch talks about how he doesn't like to wrap things in a bow because it gives the audience an easy way out it gives the audience a, a reason to forget what they just watched mm. because there's no reason to keep thinking about it in a way because that's what it is and that's it. And I think to a certain degree, like, uh, I felt robbed by the by the movie's conclusion. Because I was thinking that I was going to be left with this. You know, like, the same way that something like Zodiac, because there's not a def- de- definitive thing. Like, I think also the ending kind of robbed the film of having the most interesting character being the shaman, I was like really intrigued by how much does he actually know? Yes. And I think having like a definitive answer again makes him way less interesting because he was just working with the other guy, but he's a bit of a coward. So like he is like uh, an interesting character still, but it makes him less interesting than if you didn't know his motivations, didn't even know... If he knows what he's doing or he is, like, just a, a scam artist that just, like, is just in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. I think the performances are great. I do like the fact that the the cop is a good cop, but he's not, like, a macho man kind of thing. and like, He mm-hmm. takes his family first level. His performances really, uh, whatchamacallit, um It's very physical and I appreciate it that even the way that he walks and everything is very particular and specific and I really like performances like that. And I think in a certain degree the comedy with the darkness works even better than Memories of a Murder. I always felt that Memories Mm. of a Murder the part of the comedy doesn't quite work.
1: They kind of drop it a bit in it's not as ingrained I feel as it is in this movie or something where it's it's sort of more there in the beginning. And then as the film kind of goes on, it's less, whereas this movie is like comical to the very last second.
0: Yeah. Like I I think that the biggest laugh was whenever the cop uh, goes out to check on the naked woman. that He has like an extension lead as a weapon.
1: (laughs) There, There are actual whole comedies I have watched that do not make me laugh as much as this movie does.
0: And I do think, like you said, that the, um, It is a beautifully put together film, uh, both like music, uh, the cinematography, the production design, costuming. Everything is spot on, like location management. Like the the locations are just perfect for what the film is. But I do think that it's a film. Not only, I don't only think that the movie is... Gets dragged down because it reveals itself in the end. But I think that it is deeply problematic in its messaging. <laughs> and Somewhat. The fact that it is like everybody was right to be afraid of the Japanese, a Japanese guy. man. yes. And even if it is the case that, let's say, you could argue that him being the devil, he's just portraying um, a Japanese man. He's not a Japanese man. But at Mm. the same time, it just makes people that were afraid of the foreigner correct because he is the devil. And (laughs) I also felt completely uncomfortable watching the movie, especially because of this ending. I don't know if it was the case with you, but we rented the movie from Apple TV and on the the subtitles, they kept referring him uh, with a... Slur that is three letter for Japanese. So the the yeah. Americans no, it's, use a lot in uh, World War II. It's definitely
1: say. that is what they're saying. That is the slur. I'm pretty sure. Actually, remind me later that we should talk about subtitles because um, uh, this is something that's come up a lot with Netflix of um, its issues with Netflix and subtitling, particularly with Korean things, because a lot of people have this issue with Squid Game where uh certain characters were portrayed in a certain way just of how they translated certain words that the person used all the time and everything and it made certain characters seem more subservient than they were and stuff so that's something we could talk about uh but no it's the same on um on prime which is where i watched it so i'm pretty sure it's that's the word they're using
0: yeah so it's uh very problematic let's say in a few let's say Let's put it this way. If they made an American remake and the main, the Japanese guy is a Mexican guy or a black guy, <laughs> I think the, everybody involved in that movie would be cancelled straight away. And rightfully so. <laughs> uh, yes. And it, I think that it is like... It's a trope that used to be present in a lot of movies back in the day, uh, especially in American cinema. Uh, but thankfully it has gone away like even like good characters there's like the magic plaque character is like we've come a long way from like the legend of Bagger Vance with Will Smith and Matt Damon
1: yeah. and I, I, I do a, I do a maybe on that I think we're, well, we're, like we're they're, sort of but that the, that character is still cur- disappears on well, like, there's still
0: so uh cases in point for for that character that shows up, but also usually they're called out for it. Yeah. For doing uh, it, you know, like, which before... Nobody would give shit a shit or kind something. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So in this film, like, I think that, A, the language makes it even worse as well because everybody's being, like, deeply horrible to him. And obviously, you could say that as, like, oh, yeah, he probably... Um, Maybe he wouldn't do what he does if people welcomed him, but he also gets sold as being the devil. And comparing this to something like the witch, let's say, it's so, which also has the devil up to the very ending, you're kind of like, I don't even know what the the, the forces are because even the good people, let's say, the idea of like their religion, religiosity is as fucked up as uh, what the witches are doing let's say you know like it's uh, mm. it's just the two sides of the same coin let's say but in this i don't think that the movie made a case to have him as being the ja- japanese and i think it's so unnecessary because they could just say oh he's the guy that showed up like who's from the countryside or something you know That's There's it. no or need for him to be city.
1: japanese it it feels it yeah it feels like such a like and as far as i can tell from english language reviews of this nobody in korea took issue with it (laughs) that it was kind of like just accepted or something within the film it's not like there was like a controversy when this came out of people kind of being like well that's a bit fucked up isn't it like as far as i can tell nobody really batted an eyelid about this so it's like obviously like i don't really know anything about this but japan and korea having a past of Colonization and certain conflict and stuff. So it's well, slightly, it could be similar. I suppose
0: that if uh, they made a uh, Irish horror movie and they're just blaming the the English guy,
1: yeah. So it's slightly different. Like whenever you made the comparison between, say, like America making a movie where they're just demonizing people from Mexico, it's slightly different because the power imbalance there is very different to say if like it's a Mexican film making. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 different than it's not just someone sh- shitting down basically if you know what i mean but like the it's there's all, it's very complicated but the film doesn't make it complicated which is what i think is kind of the problem um that they could have they could have used that character in a way to talk about and the way that they point to police incompetence or other or of, like the the like hypocrisy of religion or whatever like they're not they're not really challenging that character and how this is kind of an accepted thing in Korean society, yeah. that like people would just, if you said that, people wouldn't blink, which is pretty fucked up. So <laughs> not great <laughs> within this film.
0: Yeah, like in a, I, I think, um, again, it, that it's almost like a plot contrivance. So there will be a reason for the priest to be there as well.
1: Oh, at the end or just in general?
0: Well, like in general, because the reason oh, that the priest yeah, gets, gets involved is because... Japanese, yeah. And it's like, come on, it's meant to be like a, a, some satanic shit anyway. So there's like a million ways to get a, a priest involved in it, you know, like yeah. it's not. And, um, and I do think like you you said that like it is quite scary in points. Um, I think that the movie does lose a bit whenever it becomes just like on a personal level because the, the rate of... Cases and things happening starts building up in the beginning and I thought that it would be it would reach a crescendo it mm. reaches like a personal crescendo in a way that it becomes like a micro rather than macro the The apocalypse is the apocalypse of this family rather than the town itself but mm. being a movie that like you hinted at is a quasi zombie movie a quasi apocalypse movie etc <laughs> I think that kind of la- laying it back and considering also the the body the bodies win let's say is that it just feels like oh there's no change or whatever it's just that this family died that's it you know like there's no you know like the ending of um night of the living dead or something mm. that even though like quote unquote the guy, good guys win but then they lose because the guy gets shot in the head Sorry, spoilers for a fucking eighty-year-old movie, but
1: it's kind of amusing, but also kind of curious how nobody within this town seems to know each other, <laughs> or like where we're like, oh that that woman that oh you know the, oh yeah it's it's like they're it's the, this weird like disconnected thing or something which I don't know if that how then whenever the film centers in on this one family that you have grown to know you don't really know any other families on you know like you don't know their neighbors you don't know is it that intentional uh, that they that's sort of like you can kind of have the ramping up of the tension of like that to establish all the different like rules of what's going on but then ultimately like whenever you focus in on this one family that the exterior can kind of be ignored i don't know i find that kind of interesting when i was watching it i wrote in my notes and i was like why does nobody know each other Also,
0: <laughs> how did the little girl not get taken somewhere after she stabbed someone to death
1: yeah good point actually i thought like, she's just like oh yeah there's uh, such uh, bad uh, police officers like even whenever they go to the japanese guy's house and they find all the evidence i just like call it in call it in you literally find a like roadmap of this man's murders (laughs) but instead they just like panic and run away and then the dog attacks them oh god it's yeah there's a lot of like what (laughs) the bit of like Um,
0: photographing as well like if he's the the devil as he's supposed to be it's like why did he learn how to like take 35 mil like where does he get the chemical why like besides did, like the evidence
1: I did laugh whatever um because I forgot that the he did t- the photographs were so integral and then when I watched it on Friday and we'd been talking last weekend about how you'd started uh, developing your own pictures and are scanning your own negatives rather and uh whenever I was watching this on Friday I was like is he going to the chemist to like get these printed or what? And then there's one shot in the film where you see that he's created his own little dark room. And I was like, oh! And then I was like, where's he? Where's he get this developer and his fixer? Like <laughs> the supermarket. Yeah, like, does he taking them in a suitcase?
0: <laughs> there's the argument that it's like, oh yeah, but it's also part of his ritual or, or whatnot that he needs the pictures. And it's like, hmm. but then what? How did ghosts possess people before we invented cameras (laughs) again i was like oh it would have been way more interesting if you never know that the like that you could argue that the shaman and the guy are working together or leave enough clues to suggest it but like he was so interesting until that end scene because then he just became like a reinfeld kind of character like the assistant to dracula
1: you know, <laughs> it's interesting. There's a there's a alternative ending scene on uh, YouTube, and I'm assuming it was on the DVD or something, um, where it's the Japanese guy sitting at a bus stop. Uh, and there's like a family on the bus stop across the road and there's like a little young girl and he's there sort of like trying to tease her over with like some sweets or whatever. So the little girl tries to cross the street and then the mother grabs her back and it's like, no. And then you see the, the white car, the shaman's car coming down and then he just stops and goes like that. And then he gets into the car and then they drive off and then you see the woman white kind of being like, oh no, my, my, I couldn't defeat them. And I was like, uh we didn't need this did we <laughs> it, was like, it was so stupid and like i i enjoy i enjoy seeing more of because the, the the actor who plays the japanese man is so good it's oh my god I, and he's what i love is that he's able to, to to switch from the like the the like disheveled madness back into like neat sort of like you know yes he could be a college lecturer couldn't he <laughs> he's like sitting there with his like little neat uh, chinos on with his like suitcase and stuff at the end but um uh, yeah so unnecessary so i'm like okay chop that out obviously and then also end the film sooner <laughs> once you even if because like when we first watched it i was like huh and then we kind of had to like sit there and try to work that i was like okay okay yep but what about okay 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 and then when like, you kind of worked it out you're like oh right, okay and then you don't really have any more questions where it's like i'd rather be like do you think it was this though mm, i don't know you know
0: exactly again i felt robbed of having that like because we could have been sitting let's say even for like the podcast mm-hmm. up to the the very ending, i was uh expecting that we we're gonna be sitting here and like really enjoy talking theories about what we thought was happening did the shaman know or he didn't know or this that the other and then it's like ah okay so now the only thing i can talk about is how racist the movie is <laughs> Is the movie does like the good example of like uh, whenever they uh, she puts the 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 trap, quote unquote, and you see that it's been in the other property, so you can argue that she's been trying to stop the guy or cause because if this wasn't clear, and I, I like the way that the that fucking That's, plant yeah. looks like skulls as well or something, it does like with
1: shrivels, yeah.
0: So like there's loads of little details like that that are very clever, you know? Even the the way that is like why did the girls tell the shaman to stop it? And she does the mm-hmm. thing like of the back that the other guy in the hospital dies from doing it, but so it shows that she is actually reacting to something that the shaman is doing. But mm-hmm. is she trying to stop him because he's like harmful like in, or or because he's, it is the spirit trying. Yeah, exactly. And now we know that the shaman was never going to, like, he, it was a show for to get the dad to stop him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, everything is played perfectly, etc. Even like the thing about the drugs, that there's this thing that, oh, maybe it's <laughs> mushroom. The mushroom. But they actually <laughs> yeah. find evidence that there is like fucking hallucinogenics in the water and stuff. I <laughs> thought yeah, that that would have been so interesting that it's is, like, is it the drugs?
1: Mm-hmm. You know? So, what was your favorite thing?
0: My favorite thing was, I think the performances uh, across the board particularly the little girl i think that mm-hmm. for child performance it's quite incredible that she's able to like you know it never feels like a child's performance you know like sometimes mm-hmm. you see a, kid, a child actor and it's like that's a good child actor but you're still yeah. going like you're still qualifying it well this one is just a great performance Reminds me of uh, Christian Bale in Empire of the Sun in yeah. the sense that they're, it, she's able to spar with very good actors as well and not feel like you're at a different level and be given the benefit of a doubt because you're a child actor. And I think that the movie kind of hangs in the balance whether her performance works or not. Because she if she's not scary. You don't believe that she'd be able to do the change. And she's great in the two things. Like being just like yeah. a normal kid. And being a possessed demon basically. And you still feel pity for her whenever she's the uh, in the possessed state. And I think that that's great. And I like the, the performances in general as well. Like the ca- the the
1: angry police
0: captain as well.
1: Um, (laughs) yeah there's always an angry police captain who's just there not doing his job and like every one of these movies i swear to god it's so funny i love it also Um,
0: very surprising that like considering what's happening in the small community that like the army didn't show up like suddenly like the the korean version of the fbi (laughs) i don't know that they just leave these like uh jabronis to do their like, fucking it's
1: kind of like when I'm watching like True Blood and like all these crazy things are happening in this one fucking place people know that vampires are real and yet the National Guard has not been called on this one time I'm just like mm, I don't know if that's what, what would happen
0: and also considering but. how small the police station is every time that there's a fucking crime scene there's about 50 cops
1: yeah we're People coming from. Also, the ambulance always seems to get there very early. This is yeah, it is the devil's work. I think. <laughs> Bloody hell!
0: What's your favorite thing? <laughs>
1: uh, I think it's it's probably the combination of the performances because I think they are pretty much amazing across the board. Um, particularly in like, if any of them had been bad, God Almighty! Like the the kid, like the Japanese man. I mean, even even like I love the the character of the mother as well, like your man's mother, or I'm assuming it's his mother and not his mother-in-law. Um And how like, with there's at certain points where she just like grabs him and pulls him outside and she's like, I've called a shaman. Don't ask any questions. It's happening. <laughs> like she's, she's so on point as well of like, you know, hey, you need to have food. Come on now. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so and like their the the mother and the grandmother of like their horror of watching the child as well of like trying to like coax her back and um yeah it's combination to that and also just how fucking hilarious this film is um it's just oh i laughed so hard and i i just i love it i love it so um despite all its multiple flaws uh what was your speaking of what was your least favorite thing
0: well, like, I think that the only thing that is completely unforgivable is the, like, you Racism know... Racism
1: for no reason, yeah. <laughs>
0: it feels like a movie that would have been made in uh, Brexit Britain. <laughs> and, um, you know, pretty Patel probably watched this movie when it came out and applauded in the end. going kind of like, yeah. But coming back to this movie, like, it feels like a... Um, Almost like a film of a different era. Obviously like the geopolitical situation in Korea is different and obviously there's no like the closest we can get to is like an Irish movie making the English guy a villain. But also it'd be it makes sense if you're making the English guy a villain because he's representing England as a yeah. system rather than like just being a foreigner. You know what I mean? It's the weird, you know, like if it's the the landlord is the villain, then he's English, and then you're like, okay, it's the oppression, blah 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 blah. Like this is not mirroring. Like, okay, you could argue that what like Japanese soldiers did to Korea during like their occupation from the Sino-Japanese War and stuff. Like you could argue around that time, you could argue that it is devil-like let's say there was like a lot of uh human rights violations and war crimes and whatnot but at the same time the movie is not <laughs> really
1: saying anything any about it yeah well of course he's japanese you know it's like of course the stranger's japanese of course everyone hates him like there's no there's nothing beyond that it. it feels very shallow
0: and also it's not like like the he's the devil it also like suggests that if everything else is true is all the stories that they told about him is also true. So, you know, it would have been more interesting, I think, that if they had done the reversal, that he was trying to stop the thing and it was the woman in white that was the... the... Or that
1: he was just possessed. Because for most of the film, you kind of think that he's just a pawn. That he was an actual person that was possessed in the way that, like, the guy in the van where, like, the, the demon is, like, shifting forms or whatever. But, like... Because of the ending it, it it leaves it as if that he was just always the devil, that this was never a real person, so like at one point, they talk about him being a a college professor or something, and there's like certain points when you you see him where he he seems like he's not possessed or he is a normal person, like whenever he's running in fear and stuff, but then ultimately, in the end, when it seems as if like that his true form is the devil, and that you know what I mean it's not like was that ever a real person? it's like and why do you need the
0: dog as well? Like, if you're the devil, why do you need a guard dog? Okay, so yeah, so the- it's kind
1: of muddled, really, the the bit with the devil. Because if you just take that out, it leaves the it's still ambiguous that 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 this is not the devil; it's a demon, which is like something that will move and like destroy towns. So if it's like a demon and something that can like move from person to person. Is it moving between the shaman and the and the Japanese man there you, you know what I mean yeah, it's like, like it uh, becomes more interesting than just like it's the devil
0: and also I think that it does um lack nuance on the on the on the motivation of the demon let's say because you could say anything uh, the in this case the the only thing that he the reason that he does it. Is because he's evil. There's nothing on like, well, like having it,
1: to feed off fear or. Exactly, yeah. that
0: it's uh, almost like animalistic that he, the same way that we kill chickens to survive, he kills humans kind of thing. And he sees us as his chickens, let's say. <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> is that your ultimate nightmare of you waking up and realizing that you're just a chicken in a pen?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That's the man who has decimated the chicken population of europe
0: well i I wouldn't say decimated i'm saying that i'm keeping it under control (laughs)
1: self self self-protection but
0: i i think that like it could be that it was just uh, something of committing evil but also of like controlling territory even or even that he needs the strength to Get, keep the, the good ghost busy, so resetting
1: the balance necessarily, like yeah, that. yeah. But uh, yeah, what was your least favorite thing? I think it's it is they're kind of one on the same, really, aren't they? Of like it's the com it's it's how they tr- how they treat the the Japanese character because that's also how the ending is fucked because they're both tied together ultimately. That like not just that the. The, the the weird xenophobic kind of cloud around it but also that it sort of like validates them in the end which is just kind of disappointing um but that that also undermines the structure of the film because the the idea of like when there are like different rituals going on at the same time and like i like that ultimately it is not like the 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 ritual of the shaman or the ritual or of like the rosary beads it's not like a religion that can that almost defeats them it's this sort of like other like the the power of the 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 woman who protects the place whatever that magic is that's kind of more interesting than it being some sort of like you know organized religious thing being you know trying to save the day or whatever but like i do still really i do still really love this movie though um Oh yeah, like
0: uh, I, I think it was really enjoyable and it's, uh, again, one of those movies that it sounds like I liked it less than I did because the part that really is open for debate and discussion is a failing rather than an asset. So yeah. it, it draws you to talk about it. And also it's the bit, I suppose, that is what they say to a certain degree. It has the what I call the, the Bobby effect. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, which is about three hours long. It's a waste of everybody involved, like Joshua Jackson (laughs) and stuff. Like, that movie is very bad. But then the ending is quite good. So you kind of forgive the movie for being bad because you leave the cinema remembering the good bit rather than remembering how the preceding fucking 40 minutes was terrible Mm -hmm. you know like uh, and i think sometimes there's the reverse of that as well so like uh that's what i think
1: of this movie (laughs) it's a case of the bobbies uh well that was the whaling uh it seems to be available in a good few places i watched it on prime um and I think it's it's on Apple and it's on somewhere else as well. Um, it's from 2016, so it's actually it's and it was pretty big release. Really, so you should be able to find it somewhere. Uh, where can they find us? Ricardo? They can find us on
0: Facebook at the rec sorry Facebook the recommendation game on at the rec game on Twitter the recommendation game at gmail.com is our email, and uh, you can listen to our episodes every second Monday 11 to 12 on Dublin Digital Radio
1: next week's film is Ricardo's pick what are you picking
0: I am picking the wild bunch
1: we finally made it after 173 episodes to (gasps) Mr. Sam Peckinpah well until then I was Orla Magnidas
0: and I was Ricardo Deacon
1: thanks for listening
0: see you next week
1: happy Halloween
0: happy Halloween
1: This is probably going to come out after Halloween, but (laughs) anyways...